We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I am your host today, Jared Timms, and I'm joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime, Nate Green. Nate, welcome back to part two of three of our minor league week. We have a whole bunch of questions to answer now. So, Nate, how are you doing tonight, today? I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm doing good. It's it's definitely going to be a fun one uh, today. I love hearing from the fans, so... Can't wait to, to read and hear from some of these questions. Today, tonight, does it really matter? It's, it's sometime. <laughs> it is sometime. You are totally correct. So, guys, just want to thank everybody so much for listening to this podcast, giving us all these great ideas, all these questions. If you want to join us for a talking fan segment, just shoot me a message on Twitter. I'm more than happy to connect with you and we can find a time to get on here and talk some Angels baseball with Nate and myself. Just... You know, I want to get as much people on as we can, and it's just a lot of fun to talk to the fans about whatever they want to talk about. It's just really is a blast for us. So, guys, follow us on all of our social medias, whether that's Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, and follow myself on Twitter at Jared underscore Tim's. You can follow Nate on Twitter at NateGreen34, and guys, give us one second to pay the bills. What's going on, everybody? I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, We'll help get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is, you'll get all this for only $15 a month, the same rate as other hosting sites would charge you just for the initial setup fee. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sporting experience. 
Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com join. And now, back to talking halos. All right, enough with all the introductions. Nate, are you excited to talk a little bit of Angels baseball? Because I think these are all actually Angels-related questions. We finally get to talk Angels baseball. Yes, of course. All right, so our first question comes from John Crane, our own John Crane here. John, if you're listening to this, message me so we can get back on. Shoot me a text. I want you back on this podcast right away. I need to talk Angels baseball with you. But he asks, how long does it take for Angels fans to turn to rip ownership for Mike Trout's contract? That's an interesting question, actually, when you think about it, because Mike Trout is on his way down and that's tough thing to say like he's in his prime right now but he's not gonna I can't say that he's not gonna get much better because I already said that if they move him to a corner position he's gonna get better (laughs) so I I don't know do that does the Angels ownership ever get ripped for Mike Trout's contract no absolutely not I don't think that this is something that I don't think this is an Albert Pujols situation where you're bringing him in like it's different when you bring in a guy at the back end of his career and give him a lot of money and say, okay, now go be what you were when you were twenty something. Um, I, I think that you know Yankee fans didn't get upset when Jeter was on his last leg hitting two twenty. It was Derek Jeter, you know, and I think that's kind of the same way that Angel fans are going to be with Mike Trout. Is like, hey, whatever you were when you were twenty one, twenty two, twenty three, like. We loved you then. We don't really care how much money we're paying you. And I don't ever see him getting to the Albert Pujols level where it's it's tough to hit 205. I love Angels fans, and I'm not going to rip into Angels fans, so I'm not going to give my exact answer here. But you brought up Albert Pujols, and that's kind of a perfect example. I don't think Mike Trout will ever get to Albert Pujols level, not even at the age of 50. <laughs> you know, like I think that Mike Trout is... Nelson Cruz in the future, which if Mike Trout's Nelson Cruz at Nelson Cruz's age, like that's a fantastic player and you're getting your your money's worth because he's only getting paid $35 million a year and only is, you know, generous word for it. But yeah, Mike Trout's Mike Trout. You can't, I don't think you can ever get upset with Mike Trout ever <laughs> with anything he does. Like he could bobble a ball to lose the World Series and it's Mike Trout. You can't get mad at him. He'll be mad at himself. We know that, but I mean, he, 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 you can't get mad at the guy. It's Mike friggin' Trout. So on to our next question. This is from, well, this is a tough one. J-A-H-V-76. I wish I knew how to say his name, but I just, I don't know. But he says, if trading Adele Marsh or Walsh, which player gets traded? Let's start with that, and then we can move on to the second parts of his question. So Adele Marsh and Walsh, which one of those guys gets traded, if any of them? I think Walsh is the safest of the three. Um, I think Adele is the most likely to get moved of the three, but that's just me personally. What do you, what do you think? Yeah, I think Adele's. I mean, we did hear about Brandon Marsh possibly going to Miami. You know, at some point. I don't know if that is going to ever be in the works again, but yeah. And the next question, part of the question is, what does a return look like? I think Adele. What? Let's just go player by player. What does Adele return look like to you? I think he he's the key piece to to a to a pitching acquisition that you would like. Maybe maybe it gets you a maybe 
obviously it wouldn't just be him for Luis Castillo straight up or, you know, Herman Marquez or whoever it is you want to say is possible. But um, he's probably the key piece that goes back in that deal. I, I think the same thing for Marsh. He's the front line to a trade like that. And then you see some other pieces that aren't as big as him going. Uh, Walsh is an interesting one. I, I don't know what the return would get you. He's a little older than the other two. He has really only had a season and a half, or if you really want to get technical, just one season of being really good at the major league level. Um, he does have a team-friendly deal for a while. Um, so, yeah, that that's an interesting one. I don't know what Walsh would get you. I The other thing that's weird, too, is like, what teams are like really looking for first basemen? There's going to be a lot of first basemen available this year. Freeman's going to be a free agent. Um, Rizzo's going to be a free agent. I'm sure Luke Voigt could be on the trading block. There, there's going to be a lot of pieces out there, and I don't know if Walsh would get you enough to be like, oh, yes, this this is going to help us right now. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't, I, don't, I don't see Walsh getting traded. So I don't even know what price tag to put on him. Maybe a David Fletcher price tag, in a sense, last year. I think like that was a decent... Like I think he has a very similar value to Joe Adele at the moment. I think Joe Adele can, is going to be better than Jared Walsh, but at the moment, I think their value is very similar, and I think it's a very... I think it's a piece to, to trade or to build around, build a trade around, if that makes sense. And, and Brandon Marsh, the return is is fairly simple. It's Max Meyer. <laughs> I think that I, I think that makes the most sense because that was in a sense the trade that was proposed and almost in the works, if if I'm not mistaken. It it was very close. So yeah, I, I don't I think that it's a fairly simple question. Do we do we think any of these guys get traded? I don't know. I really don't. I don't know what Perry thinks about these guys. Obviously if he almost traded Marsh, then, you know, it's, it's interesting. So thank you for that question, guy that I don't know how to say your name. I wish I knew how to say your name so I could thank you, but I just don't. So on to our next question here, Paul Jensen has this, which average or below average pitchers are the Halos going to end up with getting this off season since they can't land other pitching? Nate, it sounds like a question that you would ask me. Yes, uh, it's one of my favorite questions to ask you. Actually, what is your answer? I don't have any. I haven't looked at the minor. I haven't looked in a while. So, Jose Quintana. <laughs> Come on, you gotta give me an answer. Like, who's the next Matt Harvey? Who is that guy that's gonna be out there? Who is that Julio Tehran? Who is it? Uh, oh, I'm trying to think of a guy that has been good that they've signed on a. Uh, Alex Cobb, can I can I say that the Angels re-sign Alex Cobb and he becomes Dylan oh, Bundy? That doesn't count. That doesn't count. I don't know. Carlos Rodon or uh, Rodon. They're gonna sign Rodon okay. and he's gonna be just not good. Okay, that's that's fair. that's fair. I'm I'm totally fine with that. Uh, I think Anthony Deslafani's the guy. I think that's the guy that people get excited about. Like oh. And his velo is about 89 to 91, and he gets hit all over the yard, and he ends up with a, a 4.5 ERA. I hate that we're having this conversation, in, but though we're going to probably be right about it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you hate that it, it, we say this every year, like, oh, no, there's no way we're going to do this, and, and we end up with that guy. 
I think that well, I have I hold out faith in Perry because of how he built the bullpen this year. I mean, it was a good bullpen. Like we've talked about this, the Angels had a decently good bullpen. Like if they were put in correct spots, they had a a very good bullpen. I have no problem with saying that. So, Paul, thanks for that question. It's a lot of fun playing the game. I know that we suck at it, but we're probably going to be right. So next question comes from Richard Meyer. He wants to know, what options do we have for shortstop in the minor leagues? I think I can take this one away. It starts starts off with Brennan Davis. I think that he's going to get a legitimate shot unless, you know, they sign somebody this offseason, but I think he's got a shot to play shortstop for the Angels next season to some degree. You look in double A, there aren't too many guys. Uh, Luis Avilas Jr. You have to go all the way down to high A, where that's Kyron Paris, and below that's Jeremiah Jackson. But don't put it past the Angels. You know, there's some interesting thoughts. I don't know where it's going to go, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see, you know, who gets shots this spring and where the Angels are shortstop wise. It could be David Fletcher. I, I really don't know. It could be Javi Baez. It depends on who who wants who, you know, at, at the end of the day. So, Nate, do you have anything to say on this one? Yeah, I was going to say, you forgot David Fletcher. Um, I, I think Luis Rangifo could actually be a, a guy there, too. I don't think that's the answer, but he definitely could have a chance to play there every day if, for some reason, the Angels go and spend all their money on, on top-tier pitching, and, and it's like, hey, we're going to be really good on the mound. Luis, just play really good defense, and hopefully you hit a bomb every now and then. Like, that's a possibility, too. Yeah, I, I just don't know. You know, it's 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 interesting to think about the way they could go with shortstops. I, I it's it's a it's a mystery to everybody right now. Everybody that I've asked, they just don't know which direction the Angels are going to go in. So hold tight. You know, that's why this offseason is going to be fun. There's going to be a lot of rumors going around. So thank you for that question. Next question comes from Bucky, and kind of a long one here. He says, the Padres traded for high-talent pitching. Nate, this is your Padres question that you were talking about. Yes. (laughs) And those players did not perform how they expected. They missed the playoffs, obviously. But Bucky tells us that they missed the playoffs. And it was unfortunate that they missed the playoffs. But, Nate, can you kind of see where this question is going? Should the Angels spend money on proven starters or risk trading away the future of the franchise to get pitching. I, I don't it's such a tough question because I don't think anybody knows the right direction. I think it takes a lot of luck. Is that a fair answer there for you, Nate? Eh, kind of, but I think you gotta know the team you're trading with. I mean, knowing you're trading with the Tampa Bay Rays, there's always a red flag. Like that's something that you just know going into the trade. Like eh, Tampa Bay wants somebody who maybe I don't know who he is and they wanna give me one of their best players, probably a red flag. Like almost the scene in Moneyball where um, they're trying to trade for, I forget who they were trying to trade for, and he goes, uh, Mabry. And he goes, oh, I like that guy. And he's like, you don't even know who he is. That's, like, a, that's the Carlos Rincon trade. Uh, yeah. No, it wasn't the Rincon trade. I think it was the Giants because the Indians knew who, who they were getting in that trade. Yeah. Um, but, but nevertheless, like, that's kind of the thing when it comes to trading with Tampa Bay. It's like they go through your system. They go, Ooh, we really like this guy. They call you. You go, sure. I don't know who this guy is, but yeah. And um, that guy ends up being the uh, rookie of the year, possibly an MVP candidate later, and or a Cy Young winner. And 
I don't know. You, you, you end up with a guy who's mediocre at best. So, uh, it's, I, I would. Nate, I just answer the question. What? Just answer the question. If you're going to get mad at me for not answering the question, I got to get mad at you for not answering the question. I was just going to say for me, I would, I would definitely look to free agents, but with caution, of course, the biggest thing for me is you just got to know what team you're trading with. Like, um, Colorado has not had a lot of success in making trades like this. So if you go to Colorado and go get Herman Marquez, more power to you. Um, you go get Luis Castillo where the Reds feel like they haven't been as lucky as some other teams. Like, great, go do that. But, um, yeah, if you're trading with Tampa Bay or, or you're trading with the Dodgers, expect to get burned. Well, here's my rebuttal to that. The Angels got Brennan Davis from the Dodgers, technically. Brennan Davis was released. Actually, he was traded from – that's not a fair. He was traded from the Dodgers. They didn't release him. He was traded, so I can't say that. But the Dodgers have also made some subpar trades. Uh, Jordan Alvarez, I think, was a Dodger at one point. Yeah, but that guy would have never played in L.A. He can't play a position. Yes, they only got Josh Fields, but it helped them uh, win another division championship. Um, so I, I get that it was a bad trade, but like that guy only is good in the American League. Yeah, so I'm not going to disagree with you. I think that trading with the right team is is very smart, and I think the Angels have made some fairly good trades in the past couple years. Like, Look at the Jose Iglesias trade. It, you know, it wasn't bad. You look at the Dylan Bundy trade. It really wasn't that bad, though. You know, we don't know what the you know what it's all going to be. Kyle Bronovich, I think is how you say it, is one of the Padres or Padres, one of the Orioles' top pitching prospects at the moment. So, you know, that could end up not being very good for the Angels when it's all said and done. But I, I agree with you. It depends on who you're trading with. Like, I'm not actively going to Tampa Bay and saying, "Hey, look at my players." You know, like. <laughs> And, and same thing with Houston, though. Houston used to do that all the time, too. Like, they used to, they had some really good trades, and they're very good at developing. But I think it comes down to developing, too. So, DeBucky, to answer your question, I I think you have to depend. You have to pick, you know. I think that they're going to trade for a shortstop. I think at the end of the day, that's the best route to go. So, I think that, and I they think they're going to sign pitching. So, Nate, I know you're not a huge fan of signing pitching. I think that you like drafting pitching a little bit more. But where the Angels are now... I think that they need to go out and sign as much pitching as humanly possible. They also could go trade for younger pitching. That's my biggest fear, though, is you go into free agency, you sign another guy's old guy who, you know, most free agent pitchers are between 29 and 30, coming off their first good year of their prime. They have about two years left in their prime. You're giving them five to seven years, and then you're paying them for five or seven years of being really, really good for one good year of his prime, and he may or may not pitch really good for two years. Um, there's some exceptions to the rules, obviously. There's, you know, when Max Scherzer was a free agent, Garrett Cole's a free agent, guys like that. But, like, when you're looking at, at guys like a Kevin Gosman, who he's going to get a lot of money this offseason, I bet. Um, he has not had any real issues uh, arm-wise, but he has not been successful his entire career. And that's going to be a big, uh, big question mark for me is how good can that guy really be and how much money is worth it for him? Like, that's the other thing. Like, Alex Cobb, he wasn't healthy all year. How much money is worth it for that guy? And I think that's going to be a big issue um, 
if you set a number and another team goes over that number, that's when you end up with a guy that, you know, we talked about Carlos Rodon or, or Anthony Deschamps or something like that. So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. That's for sure. Yeah. And we could talk about this all day because I think it just kind of goes back and forth, back and forth. And that's what makes it, you know, these questions fun. So Bucky, thanks for this question. It, it kind of, you know, opens up a lot of different doors for conversations to be had. So next question comes from Michael Worley. Michael, good talking to you again. Got to meet him at a 66ers game. He wants to know which free agent shortstop is the best fit for the Halos next year. Nate, you have to pick a shortstop for this one. All right. Trevor Story is my answer. It's it's done. It's Trevor Story. I was going to I think Carlos Correa is the, is a good fit. I don't think they get him. You know, I, I think it's, he just makes sense for a good fit. I'd also like to see the Angels go after a Chris Taylor, Jonathan Villanueva, or heck, I'll even say Andrew and Simmons. I mean, I think the Angels need, just need to go defense with that position. Their defense has been so horrifically bad that I just, you know, it's just tough. <laughs> it's tough to see bad defense like that. So, yeah, I, I think they should lean towards defense. And, you know, if that's Trevor Story, I, I'm all for it. You know, if that's Carlos Correa, I'm all for it. Trevor Story plays really good defense. There's no negative ties to Trevor Story like there is with Carlos Correa. Uh, I know Trevor Story is a little bit older um, than Carlos Correa, but Trevor Story makes the most sense. He's going to be a guy that's going to come in here and work hard, and there's not going to be any issues of, hey, you cheated. I don't know if I want to be your teammate type of things. Yeah, I'm. It, it's tough with Correa for sure, but – I mean, heck, he's a heck of a ball player, and he deserves every bit of two hundred to two hundred fifty million dollars. So I'm I'm intrigued to see where he goes. Hint, hint. I think he goes to Detroit. So, Michael, thanks for that question. On to our next question from Matt. Matt wants to know what's it going to be this off season? Pitching, shortstop, or both? Nate, what do you got? I, you answer it first, then I'll go. I think we've kind of talked about this a lot today. Um, I think the biggest thing is going to be pitching. I think shortstop is going to be um, I don't know, maybe sixth or seventh on their to-do list. I know it's been first on their to-do list for, I don't know what, the last two times we've needed a shortstop. But I think that looking at the way Perry's done things, it's going to be pitching, 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 and more pitching. And then it's like, oh, I guess we can get a shortstop here. It's January, and you know maybe Corey Seager hasn't signed, or somebody signed a shortstop that they weren't expecting to sign, and uh, they have a trade candidate. So, yeah, I think that's going to be something that you'll see is a bunch of pitching, and then shortstop will be the last thing that happens. I think it's the opposite. I think it's going to be a shortstop first and then just go and get whatever pitching you need. I don't think it's going to be a big shortstop. I think it's going to be a lackluster name, but I think that they can probably go trade for a shortstop. I think that they trade. I, I can't say that enough. I think they trade for a shortstop. I'd be shocked if they signed a shortstop for any type of money. I really would be. So great question from Matt. I know we're going to talk about that a lot this offseason. So next question comes from James, Sir Party Animal. Good talking to you again. He wants to know, it's not really a question. I think it's more of a comment, but Artie and his refusal to house minor leaguers accordingly. I don't have an answer to that. Nate, do you have any answer to that? Because you would think that, you know, just kind of do the right thing, but that just doesn't seem to be the case. But obviously it's going to be now. Of course. Yeah, but. I was going to say, this, this question got answered in our last podcast, where it now it's mandatory to house all your minor leaguers. So um, I don't think that this is a big issue anymore. No, I, I don't think so either. I mean, 
no, it's not a big issue anymore. It, it It's a, an issue that's been resolved, and it's a good thing that's been resolved, and I'm I'm excited for it. I really am. And I know a lot of players are excited for it. I talked to quite a few of them uh, when it happened, and, and they were all, you know, extremely excited about, you know, what what's happening, and, and it's a step in the right direction. So I don't know if... It's tough to say if Artie really has... I don't... I don't know where Artie stands with it. Like I never, we, I don't think anybody's ever talked to him about it. It's always been the Angels decline, the Angels decline. Like, yes, the Angels are Artie Moreno, and Artie Moreno is the Angels, but I, I just don't know. You know, like it's a, it's something that nobody really talked to Artie about, and I'm sure that when somebody talks to Artie about it and gets the opportunity to talk to Artie about it, you know, he will, he'll answer accordingly. So it, it'll just be very interesting to see. So it's um, go back and listen to our previous podcast if you haven't already. Next question comes from Ruben. It's another shortstop question. Are you surprised by this, Nate? No. So it's actually an interesting question, though. But And he has to say, how much did 2021 affect Trevor Story's value in free agency? Do you think he shoots for a one-year contract? I, I personally don't. I, I, I think a lot of people have um, have kind of seen the – the issues that he had to face there in Colorado, he had no talent around him. He had a uh, dysfunctional organization that said, hey, we're trading you for sure, and then didn't trade him. He also had his best friend and superstar, uh, third baseman Nolan Arenado, traded without anyone knowing about it. So there's just so much dysfunctionality going on in that organization that I don't think a lot of teams are going to hold that against him. I think that he's going to get a a five to seven year contract. He's going to get his 215 million or so. He's going to be super excited about it. And he's going to want to play wherever he's at, wherever he signs, he's going to be super excited to be there. And he's going to want to prove that he is worth it. He just seems like that kind of guy to me who, is going to work his butt off to show like, hey, I'm here, you guys paid me, and I'm going to go out here and show you why you paid me. Um, so that's why I'm a huge Trevor Story fan. I, I hope he has it. I hope he gets paid, and I hope he has a successful uh, contract wherever he ends up. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Trevor Story is a likable guy in the major leagues. It, it's it's a good story. So I think, did it affect his what he could get? Yes, I think. You know, but I also think that teams know what he can be. So I don't think at the end of the day it affected him that much. I think the next question that needs to be asked is, is $18.4 million worth staying, you know, in, in a not very good organization for one more year to get, you know, you're not going to have a pick attack attached to you, so you're going to be that much more valuable. You're not going to have as much shortstop competition next year, which could be a good thing, could be a bad thing, you know. So I am... I don't know. You know, they're going to QO him. I think that he has to think about that. I really do. Because I think that he could get more years and more money without that pick attached to him. I, I don't think he even second guesses that. I think he gets the offer and declines it within 15 seconds. He will be one of the first guys to decline it because he wants no business being in Colorado. He would not spend another day in Colorado if he if he had that option. Because I think he's just so over the way that he was treated this year, the way the trade deadline went, all of that. I don't disagree with you. I, I think you're on the right page there, but I just have to kind of play the devil's advocate there and see. I don't know. Somebody got to. Yeah, somebody's has to. So it's a great question, Ruben. I, it, it, it's worth thinking about for sure. If I, if I was Trevor Story. So 
Next question comes from HB Matt. I would assume Huntington Beach Matt. That makes sense, right? HB Matt. Let us know if it's Huntington Beach. I'm, I'm intrigued to know now. So what are the chances the Angels unload? What do you think the next word is? For Max Scherzer? No, no. Unload. Unload Justin Upton's oh, contract. Good. There you go. It's your favorite conversation. Nate, take it away. Yeah. Um, one can only hope and pray. Um, you're looking at 29 other teams and you got to find somebody who, who is not the brightest and somewhere he has to go. That's the biggest thing too is Justin Upton does have a no trade clause. So the fact that you can tell him all you want, like, hey, you're not going to play here. You should probably take this deal. You should accept it even if you're going to Baltimore or Colorado or, you know, insert last place team name here, whatever. Um, I just don't see him wanting to leave knowing – that the Angels are trying to win a World Series, you know, quote unquote, they're trying to win a World Series. So, uh, and the fact that he gets to play with Mike Trout, and, you know, that all the time, he's getting paid no matter what. You know, the Angels can cut him if they want. He, it's not going to hurt his ego. Um, so, I, I don't think that there's any possible way that he gets traded, unless ceiling, unless there's a trade or a. Uh, Salary for. I'm going to disagree with you. I think there's a very good chance he gets traded this offseason. I don't know why, but I just think that it, it's a it's it's going to happen. They're going to push real hard to trade for him, and we're, I think we're going to hear a lot about Justin Upton in, in the news this this um, this offseason. But you bring up some good points. It, it comes down to if Justin Upton wants to leave. You know, if they trade him to Balt like quote unquote to Baltimore or somewhere where he's not going to you know have success. Or he's not gonna, you know, be on a winning team. I don't know if he. I don't know if he does it. The only team that I can think of him going to that it kind of makes a lot of sense back to Atlanta. But I don't know if that's gonna happen at all. You could possibly figure out a way to send him to Colorado because you just let him go hit there, and he could revive his career in a sense. I think there just by going and crushing home runs. Like, he could probably hit 40 home runs there if you gave him 162 games. And that would get him another major league contract, I think, after after this contract's up. At the moment, I don't know if he gets another major league contract. Maybe he does. I, I just don't... I don't know. It's going to be interesting. So, But I I'll, I think that he, there is a very like a very big chance that he gets traded this offseason. So, great question there. On to our final question. And it's not really a question. It's four words. And... Those four words are dangle Adele for pitching. Nate, what do you have to say about this? We talked about this a little bit earlier with who we thought could get traded. Um, you know what? Honestly, I, I don't have a problem with it. Um, Adele showed some signs of being better, which was huge. I think that really helps his trade value, just the fact that he looks like a, a person out there and not just like a lost, uh, a lost individual. Um, but what are you going to get for him is the biggest thing. And if you're trading Joe Adele, that means that you're probably letting Justin Upton play every day, which I just said that he doesn't get traded. So I don't think that that's a big deal. I think the biggest question that you need to answer as an organization before you do this is how close is Jordan Adams? Is Jordan Adams so close that he plays an entire season in the minor leagues and is ready to go by 2023. Um, if that's the case, 
then yeah, go ahead, trade Joe Adele, get a young guy, get a young pitcher, young pitcher, and and see what you can put together this year. Um, and maybe you have a stopgap. You know, maybe you get a, another Dexter Fowler type guy, really good clubhouse guy who knows he's only going to play about sixty five games, and let Jordan Adams play the rest of the year. Um, after that, so that's the biggest question: is is Jordan Adams close? And if he if he is great, if he's not, then I think you got to trade Joe Adele and possibly think about dangling Jordan Adams in trades. And you know what I feel about Jordan Adams. Jordan Adams is he's a step behind at the moment, and it's not a bad thing. It really isn't. I think that the injury kind of put him a step behind this year. I think that he kind of played hurt too. He's still very good. He has all the potential in the world. He's I, I, I think you know we've mentioned this before, and it's Byron Buxton. You know, like you want to put a Byron Buxton comp on it, hundred percent. Go ahead. Like he, he reminds a lot of people of Byron Buxton, whether you believe it or not, and and that is what it is. You know, but yeah, I, I don't think he's quite ready. I think that he is a little bit behind, but it's not a bad thing either. I think that just a little bit more development, like Joe Adele. I think that I said this when they when they drafted Adams, that Adams is going to be very similar to, to Joe Adele in that he didn't play a lot of baseball, but he is naturally gifted beyond, you know, a lot of people's wildest dreams. I mean, to be, you know, he, he got D1 offers to go play college football. I'm sure he, I think he ran track too, and he was unbelievable. You've seen him dunk basketballs before. I mean, some of these guys, like, the athletic ability is, is unbelievable. But, yeah, don't don't lose your hope on, on Adams. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that one. But back on to the question, I don't, I don't know. I think Joe Adele's got to be in your future plans. You can't trade him. You, you can't do it yet. You gotta, you gotta wait it out and see what Joe Adele can do for you. Because I think that he's a very special talent, and I know that you know a lot of people might disagree with that. But yeah, I think that he's got to be a, a building piece in the future where you know Adele, Trout, and Marsh are your outfield at some some point. You know, if that's trading Adams. So be it, but you're trading him on the low right now. I don't think, unless the team sees what he could be, you know, which I don't know how many teams see that right now. I don't know. So that's my answer to that. Don't trade Adele yet. I'll stick with that. Don't do not do it unless the perfect trade comes along. I think that, you know, the Angels have waited a long time for some good prospects, and they finally have gotten some, and now it's like, well, we must trade them away. I don't think the Angels are at that trade-away point. You know, I think they still need to continue to build around these guys, and, and there's a very good you know, building block to be had right now. So they are not the Rays. They are not the Dodgers where they can just pull guys up and automatically become all-stars. So I, I'm just, just keep your young guys right now. See what, see what ends up happening. So guys, as always, I want to thank you so much for all these questions. It, it was great. We'll do this maybe not once a week, maybe once a, once a month during the off season, just, you know, to get some words out there and, and it'll be, It'll be a lot of fun to, to do these a lot more. I'm excited to answer your guys' questions. So, Nate, you got any any final thoughts before we let everybody go? I well, love the questions. Looking forward to doing this uh, maybe maybe even twice a month. Yeah, no, we, we can do it every other week. I, th- I think it's great as long as we get the questions. Really appreciate it, you know, for you guys who, who did them. So, guys, I think I mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast, but if you want to join us for Talking Halos, little Talking Fans segment, you know, shoot me a message, shoot Nate a message, and I, we're, we're more than happy to have you jump on and, and talk. If, um, you know, if John's listening to this, John, text me so we can get you on the podcast so that we can get back to how it used to be. Huh? I'm excited. So, 
Guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Go follow us on all our social medias. You can follow Nate on Twitter at NateGreen34. You can follow myself on Twitter at Jared underscore Tims. And guys, have a great rest of your day. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's U-N-I-F-Y-D healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.